Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Monday, April 10th, the final week of the regular season. Five days of regular season NHL hockey left. And then it's the good stuff. The Stanley Cup playoffs a week from today. We'll be dropping the puck on them. How fucking awesome is that? I cannot wait. Uh, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break it down. Uh, one more week, five more days of this motivation crap. This handy, uh, you know, in terms of who wants to play, who doesn't, who's resting guys, who isn't. Uh, who's locked in mentally, who isn't, um, all that stuff. We only have five more days of handicapping and betting this way to deal with, and then the Stanley Cup playoffs are here. That being said, it was a good Sunday uh, for me, even though I didn't love the card. The uh, two primary bets in the Colorado-Anaheim game both came through. Uh, Colorado in over five and a half, my best bet. Uh, Alex's best bet with the full game over six and a half in that Avalanche-Ducks game also cashed in that Avalanche comeback victory in overtime. Uh, against Anaheim, Boston, congratulations to the Bruins uh, for making history 63rd win of the season, the single season record uh, for most wins in an NHL regular season. Now the debate begins, is this the best team of all timers at that Montreal team from the 70s? And now they're weighing the pros and cons. Well, Boston, you know, got a lot of overtime wins and shootout wins and Montreal didn't have that kind of thing back in their day. Well, wait a minute. You know, the uh, Boston roster or the Montreal roster that they had back in the 70s, and our guy Jimmy Murphy pointed this out, they wouldn't have been able to have that roster today in the NHL because of the salary cap. So, you know, there's the, all those pros and cons, and you know that's up for debate now in terms of whether they're the greatest team. But certainly in the last 10, 20 years, I think it's pretty fair to say this is probably the best, you know, single season and the best team we've seen in an NHL regular season all time you know, is up for debate. But I think certainly since the turn of the century, Alex, no team has had a better regular season than the 2022-2023 Boston Bruins. Right, and that's exactly it. No team has had a better regular season since in the 2022-23 Boston Bruins. That's it. That That's the, that's the end of the conversation for right now. We can't talk about all time because the playoffs haven't even started yet. And the last two teams we saw have these great regular season records, 95-96 Red Wings, lost in the conference final. 2018-2019 uh, Tampa Bay Lightning swept in the first round. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about all time this, all time that. And listen, I, I said what I said about the Boston Bruins. They win the cup. They probably only lose five games or less getting there. But I'm still not saying right now they're the best team of all time because they have to actually do it. Exactly right. Now, that Montreal team in the 70s was dominant in the playoffs, too, and won a Stanley yeah. Cup. So, right. exactly. We got to wait to see what Boston does starting next Monday uh, when the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs begin. Uh, what we're going to be doing tomorrow night is another Ice Guys Live Betcast, and we are looking forward to that. Uh, another Ice Guys Betcast. It's our final regular season Ice Guys Live Betcast tomorrow night. Tuesday, April the 11th. There it is, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Live betting and commentary. It'll be me, Alex, our viewers and listeners, whoever wants to join us as guests. This is it. This is our last regular season uh, betcast. So it's our last bigger slate because let's be honest, the playoff betcast will be dealing with probably four games maximum yep. uh, each night. So uh, this will be one of those last uh, moments to experience a massive card 
to track, to watch, to live bet uh, on a betcast this season with this final regular season betcast coming your way tomorrow night. What a card it is. I mean, there's so many games with playoff implications tomorrow night. There's a great ESPN doubleheader, Leafs versus Lightning. Now, both teams have locked up everything, but it's a tone setter for their first round series next week. It still wouldn't shock me to see that game be a little chippy uh, with the Leafs and the Lightning tomorrow night. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the second game of that ESPN doubleheader, Oilers and Avalanche. Doesn't get much better than that. Avalanche trying to win a division. Edmonton trying to salt away home ice advantage in the first round. It's still an outside chance they can catch Vegas uh, as well in the Pacific Division. So a great doubleheader, headlining a very good Tuesday card uh, tomorrow night. So make sure you join us on the live BetCast Tuesday, April 11th, tomorrow night, our final bet cast for the regular season. Uh, DM me at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot uh, on the uh, bet cast. And I also want to mention, and if you uh, haven't uh, you know, noticed this already, I'll, I'll mention it now. Uh, it's also uh, listed right below this YouTube video in the YouTube video description that we are hosting a nice guy's uh, bracket challenge. Uh, we're looking forward to that. A nice guy's pool for the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. The NHL Bracket Challenge site is where it is. It's free to join. Don't have to pay a penny. Uh, we'll have prizes for the winner. You sign up now at the link that is uh, in the YouTube video description, bracketchallenge.nhl.com, and then it's got uh, a number, an identification number for our particular Ice Guys pool in that URL link. So just click that link and, and use the uh, password as well. Uh, that you see in the YouTube description, Draw Season 23. So D-R-A-W-S-Z-N-2-3, uh, the uh, password. So get involved. I mean, it's free to join. I'm going to be filling out a bracket. Alex is going to be filling out a bracket. Uh, <laughs> all of our viewers and listeners. And let's see how good or stupid we look uh, right. in June when the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, or Stanley Cup playoffs end. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a lot of fun. I mean, we I think we did one a couple of years ago that it came, went pretty well and it had a good turnout. I've, I've been running a pool for years now on my own, but also, like I said, just doing the fun free pools and different things. So, uh, like I said, I'm in the midst of trying to get prizes. I'm, I'm kind of working to see what things we can get. And, of course, I'm trying to make it uh, compliant for U.S. and Canada. With, and I know a lot of people were so kind of upset about uh, not being able to do the Gramco contest. So we're going to have uh, some, some, a couple cool prizes. So sign up and uh, get involved. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll announce the prizes later on uh, once the playoffs get rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so to get involved with that bracket challenge, it'll be a lot of it's just a lot of fun. You know, you put your bracket out there. Uh, it's obviously going to be you're not going to be a perfect probably have a perfect bracket, just like it's with the NCAA tournament last month. But it's just uh, uh, for fun and, uh, you know, get uh, some excitement, added excitement. We're already excited for the playoffs. Who's kidding who? But just a little more added excitement for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Hey, coming up listen, you never know. This is the only time I actually do try to go for a perfect bracket. I know I'll never get one in March Madness, but with with the, with the NHL bracket, I'm like, I, you know, a little less teams. I think I got a better chance of it. So, you know, you got a bunch of Yeah. yeah. You certainly do. Uh, and uh, so like, get involved with that bracket challenge. It'll be uh, a lot of fun. All right, let's get into the Monday card. This is a big card uh, for this final Monday of the uh, regular season. we got 10 games uh, on the docket tonight, and we'll begin with the San Jose Sharks, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg minus 340, uh, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. The uh, Winnipeg Jets certainly, you know, with that win against Nashville Saturday night, put themselves firmly in the driver's seat to be uh, uh, one of the second and final wild card team uh, in the uh, Western Conference. But the job is not completely done yet. Still got to take care of business. They certainly should do that tonight against uh, San Jose. 
But I remember saying this about Winnipeg the last time they played San Jose here in this building, and San Jose ended up winning in overtime. And I remember saying that about Winnipeg after they lost to San Jose at home. They played in San Jose not long after that, and I said, well, you know what, this is the time maybe they're going to get them. And I remember being on the Jets in that game, and man, did they piss me off that night, and they ended up losing in San Jose. So I'm not touching the Jets tonight. You know, I've learned my lesson. Sharks have beaten them two times in a row. And one thing we know from this team is that they sometimes, you know, have their inconsistencies, Winnipeg, where they have a great game against Nashville, and we saw what, uh, and we will see what maybe happens here tonight. We saw a great game against uh, New Jersey last weekend. They have the huge showdown against Calgary, uh, and they end up losing uh, that game on uh, Wednesday night. So there's still a lot of inconsistency in this Winnipeg team, and that's not what I'm looking for out of minus 340 favorite, you know. So obviously you would you would hope Winnipeg, the better of these two teams, gets it done. It's not like San Jose's played great here uh, the last uh, few games, uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, have we seen good hockey from the uh, San Jose Sharks? Um, but you know what? The, I'll say this about San Jose after that brutal losing streak. They beat Vegas in overtime. They hammered Arizona 7-2. to two. They took Colorado to overtime 4-3. Uh, after that, yeah, the Edmonton game on Saturday was that was a debacle. I mean, they were awful in that game. They lost six to one on Saturday afternoon. But you know, before that, this team was being pretty competitive. And like I said, they took Colorado to overtime. So, you know, this game where Winnipeg's got to be on guard. They got to be ready from the opening faceoff. Uh, and if they are, and we and we see them play to their capability, they win this game. But that's a big if because we've seen Winnipeg spit the bit against inferior competition. And for some reason, the Sharks have been a thorn in their side uh, in recent games. So this is a game I'm not going to be involved with a whole lot, aside or total. Um, the draw is kind of tempting because of how tough San Jose's been on Winnipeg. So maybe a slight lean to the draw, but there's others I like better than that this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sharks, Jets? Yeah, only thing I like here is this first period over. Um, I'm seeing now at FanDuel, you can get it down to $1.34, $1.35 in that range. With like We've been talking about FanDuel. If you're looking for the draw plays in the first period, uh, those have been the, the best value uh, by by a wide margin so far. So take advantage of that if, if uh, applicable in your area. But, uh, you know, Sharks have been hot on this uh, first period overrun. And like I said, you know, Jets need to get, uh, you know, things rolling early. So uh, I think they will come out at least firing and you know, these both ways we should be able to see this going. I don't know if I feel comfortable enough to go both teams to score first period, but I think we get enough energy to where we see two goals one way or the other. So I'll go with that first period over. There is one thing I will bet here, and it's the goalie saves prop for uh, San Jose tonight because I do expect Winnipeg to carry the play. They, remember, they did carry the play against uh, San Jose when these teams met here at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. The last time they played, even though the Jets uh, in this building, the Jets lost in overtime, but they definitely carried play big time against uh, San Jose. And James Reimer that night was terrific in net. And, of course, James Reimer's in net again tonight for the Sharks. Hellebuck, of course, for the Jets. I think the oversaves prop for Reimer's a good look tonight here in this game. Because I do think they carry the play. I do think they fire a lot of rubber at him again. And with, with Capo Cockney getting pulled in his last start, do you think that, you know, if Reimer, even if he has a bad night, he's just going to play the whole game? I think so. I, okay. I actually, that's an excellent thing to consider because I, I don't know if there's a quick hook for James Reimer tonight. Where if things go south, he gives up three or four goals. Um, he's not going to be uh, pulled uh, quickly or right away from David Quinn. Uh, I wouldn't expect that. And keep in mind, he's playing close to home. He's a Manitoba boy, James right. Reimer. And that's yeah. probably a big reason why he played so well in Winnipeg the last time 
you know, he's close to family and friends there uh, in Winnipeg. So, uh, yeah, the over that's the best bet in this game, in my opinion, uh, is James Reimer over saves. Uh, I think if you're going to bet something here with uh, San Jose and Winnipeg tonight. All right, next up, we've got uh, Carolina and Ottawa. Uh, we've got uh, Carolina minus 190 road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. I like the um, Hurricanes in the first period puck line here. Uh, I definitely like that uh, going into uh, this game uh, tonight against Ottawa. Give Ottawa credit. Uh, they had a nice win Saturday after, uh, night against Tampa Bay. We talked about how in that game, you know, Tampa Bay – uh, really uh, wasn't, um, you know, Tampa Bay really wasn't caring about winning too much. You saw who was rested, who wasn't in the lineup, taking it easy. Uh, and Ottawa played with some pride, and I'll give them credit for that. After seeing their uh, playoff dreams officially end in elimination with that loss to Florida, which was, what you know, that crazy game where they had 50-plus shots on goal. Lyon was outstanding. It was a physical game as well, a lot of fights, a lot of nasty play. Uh, the fact that they, you know, had something in the gas tank to come back and beat Tampa the other night, you do have to give Ottawa some semblance of kudos for it. But at the same point in time, you're playing a Tampa Bay team playing out the string Saturday night. Now you're playing a Carolina team tonight that A, is off a loss to the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday afternoon, and B, now is just hanging on for dear life for the division, which is still now wide open again because of that loss against Buffalo. Look at the standings. Carolina's only one point ahead of New Jersey. Now, they do have a game in hand, but still one point is not much of a gap. And three points uh, ahead of the Rangers, who are actually still somehow alive in the race, although they need to win out. Carolina's got to lose out, basically, for them to win the division. But, you know, I think there's some urgency tonight for Carolina, and I'm not totally convinced Ottawa, you know, carries that performance from the Tampa Bay game over to tonight here against the uh, Canes. So, that's the way I'm going to approach it here. Carolina first period puck line minus a half. Get a decent plus price with it uh, as well. Uh, the regulation price, if you look at this uh, game, is definitely something I contemplated uh, as well just to win the game within uh, 60 minutes. The price on that minus 112 isn't bad. I think I'll probably uh, bet a little bit of that too. But I really like the first period look even better coming off the loss against uh, Buffalo. Uh, minus a half, a plus 142. Uh, is the uh, first period puck line oh, yeah. price that I see uh, at Pinnacle. So pretty good. And by the way, Rod Brindamore, I would love to know the itinerary that got him from Buffalo to Tampa Bay on Saturday from the Carolina-Buffalo game, coaching that to seeing his son, Skylar Brindamore, playing for the now national champion, Quinnipiac Bobcats. Uh, wow. Talk about getting down to Tampa fast. That's a good dad. That's what that tells me right there, making sure he doesn't miss Skylar in the uh, championship game. Uh, on Saturday night. So props to Rod Brindamore wearing two hats on Saturday, NHL head coach, but more importantly, the more important hat being a dad, being a good dad, being a good father, being there for his kid. Loved it. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Carolina, Ottawa. Must be nice to live that private jet life, right? Must but, be uh, nice to have the red eye at your disposal whenever you need it. I yeah. had that. Yeah. All right, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting game. And, like I said, the only thing to look at here is is pretty much Carolina first period puck line. I don't trust Carolina to win this game. Uh, like I said, they've just been in, in, in very odd sorts. And even though Ottawa seems like their minds are probably elsewhere, they're you know looking to wrap up everything the you know at the end of this week. But you know it, it could be one of those games where Carolina lets the team hang on, and all of a sudden it's too too late. Uh, and, and the thing about the regulation in this one that made, that's interesting, like I said, dollar twelve is a decent price. But you know we talked about it. We're seeing these teams now getting these empty net goals. So. You know, we we asked the old question of of you know the pre uh, you know pre Papsel law when we couldn't get these regulation prices everywhere. Do you 
try to search for the regulation and get the best price, or do you lay the puck line at one and a half uh, for a bigger value? You know, I, like I said, I don't trust in the win, so I'm not looking at side. But you know, Ian, is that something you would maybe look at? Maybe even look at the minus one for a, a more of a plus return. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, just in case it goes to overtime, I think that's really not a bad option, especially at this time of year. This is definitely when we get to the latter couple of games in the regular season. It might be worth your while that, yeah, the regulation price probably a little bit better, but you know, maybe get that minus one. Whereas if they win in overtime, you know, you at least get put a push in your money back. Right. If they win in overtime with the regulation bet, you lose. So there's a big difference. Yeah. So yeah, this, I mean, it's something to contemplate, and that was the thing I kind of thought of with this game being the you know, okay, yeah, this is you know you have to start asking that question, and even even in the playoffs, that's something you have to kind of you know want to figure out too. Like I said, obviously, that would be a, a look to have maybe in the playoffs if you like other things like the total and so forth. Like you know, I don't want to have your one play, and like I said, you're you know banking on either a, a win in regulation by more or a push if the game goes to OT. Uh, obviously knowing the volatility of how that happens in the playoffs, but it's definitely something, you know, options to explore moving forward. And that's the thing with the playoffs and having these little, you know, games the last week of the, of the season, you get to kind of almost, uh, you know, experiment a little bit and, and tinker with some things before heading into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, and that to me, uh, Carol, to me, I'm totally with you in that. I think the best look here is definitely Carolina in the uh, first period puck line. You know, I, I really think that's the best way to go here uh, in this one. A couple of shot props, Natchez and Burns, uh, and even Ajo. I'd throw them in uh, some shots on goal props tonight. And this could be a good night, too, for a, a save prop for Ottawa. Uh, I think definitely this is Carolina coming out ready, storming the net, especially early. I wish there was a first period saves prop or something like that. You'll never see it, but because I really think early in the game. like You know what I could see, Alex, tonight? I could see 17 to 4. Shots on goal in the first period for yeah. Carolina tonight. Totally That's what they do. That. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. I'd love to see a first period goalie prop, uh, goalie saves prop, but we'll never see it. we got to settle for the whole game <laughs> stuff. There's a whole lot of things we're waiting for in line before yeah. that. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. A uh, lot, lot of things. We're still waiting to be uh, millionaires too, but uh, we're working on it. Uh, that's uh, for sure. Uh, but when you look at the uh, – uh, the, the, uh, Goaltending matchup tonight for uh, this game, Carolina and Ottawa. It's Sogard confirmed for Ottawa. Uh, expected to be Freddie Anderson for uh, Carolina, but we don't have the uh, confirmation there just uh, yet uh, for him uh, at the moment. But it will be Sogard, and I'm looking at the uh, props right now. We do have save props at most books, over 30 and a half uh, for uh, Mad Sogard. So I'm going to make that official play right there. Uh, Mad Sogard, uh, over 30 and a half with the uh, saves prop. I think Carolina can probably uh, get over that. Oh, and pepper them a lot tonight. All right, Toronto, Florida. We've got uh, Florida minus 145, home favorites, seven the total, shaded to the under uh, here in this game. Of course, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you wouldn't know it Saturday night that uh, they've basically clinched second in the Atlantic, home ice in the first round against Tampa Bay. Uh, they pummeled and took it to uh, Montreal 6-1, to one, pummeled them 6-1 to one on Saturday night. Uh, we'll see if they keep it rolling here against the uh, Florida Panthers. Of course, you have to check the lineups every night with this uh, Leafs team. They've been rotating, you know, rest situations for a lot of their uh, key players, including their defensemen. But as of right now, I don't see anyone actually being rested at the moment for the Leafs from uh, Sheldon Keefe. It looks like, you know, many of the key forwards are good to go tonight uh, for them. As far as the uh, defensemen are concerned, I'm looking at the uh, depth chart here. It's McCabe, Brody, Giordano. Hall, Gustafson, and Lilligren uh, expected to be the uh, six tonight. So it's going to be Riley and Shen, at least as of now, uh, the two that are going to sit tonight. So those are the two. 
I knew there had to be a couple defensemen sitting because they've got like eight or nine defensemen on this roster right now. So someone's got to sit. You can't play eight or nine defensemen. Uh, those are the two, Riley and Shen. Look like they're going to be healthy scratches tonight. And again, they're rotating rest for the for the playoffs. And this is a tough decision. This is the one problem with having all these defensemen is you got to find the six you settle on if you're Sheldon Key for game one uh, next week against uh, Tampa Bay. So continues to be a rotation there. But there's no rest for the forward group. I mean, everyone's in tonight. Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, uh, O'Reilly, Nylander. Uh, Kerfoot, Achari, Lafferty. I guess Yarn Croak is the only one that's out, but it's an injury-related absence for him uh, at the moment for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, it's an undisclosed injury that he's dealing with, and he is uh, day-to-day uh, right now. And this is the front end of a back-to-back, by the way, uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're doing the Florida two-step. They're in Tampa Bay, of course, tomorrow night against the Lightning, their first-round opponent for a big ESPN clash tomorrow night. Um, so I think that game, they got maybe one eye onto it. I mean, I definitely think it's Florida pass for me, especially with the way they're playing. I mean, we cashed a, a sweat, but it was a, a win at the end of the night against Washington uh, on Saturday. And it was not easy. We needed that goal in the final minute for Florida in regulation there. But, and then the team total, which I also bet over three and a half, Alex cashes with the Reinhardt empty net goal, which made it four, two. So Fortuitous to we almost went zero and two with those bets to two and zero in the blink of an eye. So yeah. uh, I enjoyed seeing the Florida Washington game end that way. But I'm still a little uncomfortable about laying a buck forty five here with Florida. But it would be the it would be the lean for me as the Panthers here uh, in this one again. Toronto, it's just to me that trying to close out the regular season is their goal. And while they pummeled Montreal and they look good, let's be honest, Montreal's Montreal. Florida's playing for their playoff lives right now, so it's a huge difference in focus, intensity, level of play, obviously. So uh, I do fit lean Florida, but I, I don't love the price enough to bet it. But from a Toronto perspective, the concern with backing them is they're just playing out the string. And to me, yeah. if there's one of these two games that they care about more, it's tomorrow night when they play the Lightning. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Leafs, Panthers. This is a, a pass for me, but I would be very cautious with this game because Florida makes sense, obviously, fighting for their playoff lives. Alex Lyon has been just white hot right now. He's a guy you just don't want to fade, and it just you know he's built bring brought momentum to this entire club right now. But on the flip side, I said Toronto's not really resting anybody, and from all you know, counter reports and talking to some people who are close with the Leafs, they're hearing that you know they want to keep the momentum rolling into the playoffs. You know, obviously with the streak and everything that that's been talked about, they they know they can't rest on anything. Playoffs for them have already started in their minds, and and I love that mentality. I think. All 16 teams that are playing in the playoffs have had that mentality uh, moving forward starting right now. But in saying that, do you think we see Toronto lay an egg here because they're looking forward to playing Tampa Bay? Or, and I have to give credit to my colleague over at Edgework, So Money Sports on this, maybe the Leafs play well tonight because they're not going to show their hand and do anything that looks familiar to what the Tampa Bay would be seeing a week from now when the games actually matter. It's an That's interesting theory. Really you know what that sounds like? That sounds like that theory that people have in NFL preseason. Preseason, yeah. When mm-hmm. the two teams playing in the preseason are playing each other later on during the regular season, and nobody wants to show the playbook, nobody wants to, you know, give out what they're they're going to be running in the game that actually counts, you know, during the regular season. So, is there a little element of that with Toronto tomorrow? But again, you can say the same damn thing about Tampa. Exactly uh, right. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting tomorrow night with that game. Yeah. Those so, lineups, so, check those lineups tomorrow night. That's all that before yeah. the game starts. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Lightning game. Yeah. I would definitely check the lineups and, and to, to be 
100% transparent, I won't have anything on that Toronto-Tampa Bay game until the game starts for that very reason. Because I, I just, even though the lineups can tell you one thing, but their their play and body language will tell you what you really need to know. And and it's it's something that makes a lot of sense, especially when you look in the fact, too, Toronto and Tampa played last year in the playoffs. They also played last year toward the end of the season. Jack Campbell got torched for nine goals in that game. So, you know, there's some history here on top of that, uh, the same kind of scenario playing out. So it's definitely something to work at. It's one of the more intriguing uh, back-to-back spots of this whole week. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And then you factor in tonight with the team they're playing, you know, playing basically for their playoff lives, and uh, which uh, they're still working on. There's, there's, they're not home and cool by any stretch, Florida. They're still only one point up on Pittsburgh and tied with the Islanders uh, for the two uh, remaining uh, wild-card spots in the uh, Eastern Conference. So it's a huge, huge game for them. Uh, for Toronto, though, it seems like they uh, want to, uh, you know, at least keep playing well. But what will they show you tomorrow night against Tampa Bay? It's a real good question. Uh, last time these uh, teams uh, played, of course, it was in uh, Toronto. Uh, or it was in Toronto, and it was that great, great performance by Alex Lyon uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers against Toronto uh, that night. Uh, he was just absolutely spectacular. Uh, and uh, this will be the second, I think this for the first time, Alex Lyon, during this great run of his, will be facing a team for the second time uh, during this uh, span. So let's see if he's got that same success. Does Toronto have a better book on how to beat him now uh, after uh, he was stupendous against the uh, Leafs in that victory? And that was the famous Paul Maurice going ape shit behind the bench game in the second period. The fucking bitches uh, remark. Uh, yeah. So this is the first game these teams have played since then. So very interesting uh, game. And one you probably want to pump the brakes on betting pregame maybe and look for uh, something like what I do like here is probably uh, over saves for the Toronto goaltender, whoever it's going to be tonight. And as of right now, I'm trying to get a gauge here. It looks like Samsonov's projected, but we don't have confirmation yet uh, for the uh, Leafs. And remember, this is the front end of a back to back. So what do you do? Do you throw wall in there uh, or do you uh, put Samson, do you throw wall in tonight, Samsonov tomorrow night, or do you put Samsonov tonight? And, hey, we've got the playoffs coming up. We don't want Samsonov in there against the team we're playing in the first round. We go with Wall tomorrow night. I think Wall's going to yeah. be in tomorrow night, honestly. I, I do, too. I, I was going to say, whoever starts in net might be a big tell to what, what things look like for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it'll be Samsonov tonight, Wall tomorrow night, you know, if I had to guess, uh, for the uh, Toronto goaltending. Uh, Matthew Nyes has been signed by the Leafs, but from all indications, he's in. he was in Tampa for the Frozen Four this weekend, and he is not. he's going to probably, st- from what I've read, he's going to stay in Tampa and just meet the team tomorrow when they arrive at uh, Tampa uh, against oh, the uh, Lightning. Hope, hopefully for Leafs fans, he doesn't bring any of that uh, playoff jinx from uh, Minnesota over. When he, uh, <laughs> he put that uniform on. Poor Matthew Nyes, what a way to start your hockey career. Playing for a university that never wins a big game when it matters and now going to an NHL team that hasn't won a big game and set a big series in 17 years or 19 years and counting. Yeah. Small adjustment, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, at least he's used to it. Yeah, exactly. No adjustment. Hey, going from one team that can't win the big one to another. Hey, this is just old hat for me. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Nyes. Oh, man, the Leaf jokes. Oh. If they, if, if, I mean, if they don't win this series, man, they had a funny clip on spitting chicklets actually a couple weeks ago and Whitney and I laughed because he Hamilton got referenced. He says, if they don't beat Tampa Bay this year in the first round, you got to seriously move the team, like send them to Hamilton, just get them out of Toronto uh, and get them out of there at that point. There'll be no saving them. So I don't yeah. know if Hamilton would take them. 
with all the losing they've done in the playoffs. We'd probably reject them and say, ah, we don't want them. We want something better. We want some playoff wins here. <laughs> I don't know if we accept them, honestly. We're dying for an NHL team, and I don't even think we'd take the Leafs. <laughs> uh, that's oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. Like I say, they've opened themselves up to just, from everybody, so much potential ridicule if, if they fucking spit the bit again uh, in the yeah. first round this year, uh, this Toronto team. But we'll find out. I mean, you talk about a series that's intriguing just because of the history of ineptitude in the first round from Toronto. That's got it next week when yeah. Leafs Lightning dropped the puck in game one. My goodness. My goodness. You talk about a fucking fan base on the fucking eggshells. Mm, yeah. You, you can't believe it, what it's going to be like. And I know a bunch of them. And, and, I know and here's the thing. And here's the thing, and I said I said this when I was doing edge work earlier today, and I talked about it, and you know I was kind of met with a bit of resistance, saying that you know well the crowds are a little bit better in the playoffs, but I think Leafs fans have to almost like you said you have to manifest this thing now. If you're a fan, you can't you have to almost put the bullshit in twenty years aside and just say you know what we're gonna do this thing, and and you guys need to be out there rocking and rolling for games one and two like it's game seven overtime of the finals. That that place should be deafening. We should we should be struggling to hear the broadcast on TNT or whoever's carrying the game uh, in those first two games. And I think that momentum not only pushes your team, but I think it'll actually catch a, a Tampa Bay team off guard. Like I said, all the games that they had, the playoff experience, but they were just in this barn a year ago. If you have that big of a turnaround, not just on the ice, but off the ice, that's the way you beat a team, especially a stunned kind of wounded gazelle, the, the way that I'm looking at, uh, at Tampa Bay in this first round. So, you know, it, it, it falls on everybody. You know, it's, a, it's an all hands on deck situation when you're trying to break a streak like this. Trust me. I know I saw this thing in. So uh, everybody's got to be on board. And obviously the players and the personnel, they're getting it done. But the fans are going to have to play a, a little bit of a role, too, and make that uh, home ice atmosphere a little bit, a little bit more hectic. Yeah, exactly. And, and if I'm Toronto, I'm I don't you know what I'd do if I worked for the PR and you know and dealing with fan relations and and ticket selling, I would ban everyone that that somehow you know is in the higher income bracket, the big big the big wig businessmen that wear the suits to the games and say get the you're not a fucking getting into these games. We want people that are hardcore fans that are dying to get here and cheer on their team and make a shit ton of noise. We, we're out out with the wine and cheese crowd enough hey, get the real fans in here the ones that are going to be hardcore and go bonkers during these games because that's they don't have enough of that especially during the regular season it's terrible so you want you want the Leafs you want the Leafs guy Andrew McGinnis who was in Toronto yeah. he was there visiting with Carmine they went to the Habs Leafs game the other night he said it's a pathetic atmosphere compared to Bell Center oh really shocker Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you want the Leafs to pull the uh, the old Nashville Predators where they wouldn't let anybody outside of the Tennessee uh, zip codes buy tickets, but instead you want to do it with the with the tax practice. That's pretty good. Yeah, take the wine and cheese crowd out. Get the rock yeah. concert crowd in there. Yeah, for that uh, for the Leaf playoff games. Yeah, cut, cut beer prices in half, and then everybody will get rowdy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they will never do that because that's the that's what pays their that's the pays right. their off rate, so to speak. The big shots, the big wigs, the big rich guys, the bankers, the lawyers, you know, the, the company CEOs and presidents and chairmen and all that, all of those people. And yeah. they, that's why they'd never do it. Uh, but they should if they want some kind of good atmosphere for a playoff game. But that's another story. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Next. Next up, we've got the Islanders. And by the way, that's a good – I would sprinkle on a bunch of Florida players over shots, the, the, the usual suspects, you know, Kachuk for Hagee, um, Montour, Ekblad, uh, 
Reinhardt, ben, uh, Bennett's injured, but Reinhardt, you know, sprinkle around the board with some Florida shot. And I'm definitely looking at Samsonov over saves as well, assuming he's the uh, goalie for uh, Toronto tonight. And uh, I would stay away, though, from the over because Florida's not been an over team with Lyon in net because he's been that good uh, as of late. All right, we got Islanders and Capitals uh, next up. Uh, Islanders minus 170 road favorites, uh, five and a half the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, of course, uh, you see the uh, Islanders trying to solidify their playoff uh, seeding right now. Uh, they are tied with Florida for the uh, two remaining uh, wildcard spots uh, in the Eastern Conference. So another important game uh, at stake for the uh, Islanders as they try to cement their uh, playoff hopes. They got the uh, win against uh, Philadelphia at home on Saturday night with the infamous Bo Horvat comment after the game, which he now walked back earlier today and said that yeah. I didn't really mean the fans. Uh, and, I, you know, I didn't uh, nothing but love for them. And yeah, uh, which I, I've kind of thought we'd get some clarification from them about it. And sure enough, uh, we did. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got the Islanders and Capitals. I got to change that on the screen. There we go. Uh, Islanders, Capitals, minus 170 uh, Islanders favorite. So I cashed a ticket against Washington uh, the other night, noting that, you know, Florida, it's not so much they needed. They, they did need the game. And sometimes, look, needing the game doesn't mean you're automatically going to win. But I looked at that from a Washington Capitals perspective and said, this team is showing all the signs of being mentally, physically, emotionally, hey, we've checked out, all right? Our season's done, you know? And the way they played lately, the way they got bombed by Montreal, you know, the right before the Florida game, that tells you all you need to know about where Washington's at. And then, look, they were competitive, I guess you could say, against Florida, but I thought Florida didn't really play well until the third period. Then when Florida played well in the third period, played the way they're capable of, they dominated Washington. And actually, Lindgren was pretty good in the third period. The only reason Washington was still tied. So I wouldn't even say Washington played great. They were totally outplayed in the third period. Deserved to lose that game as well. And now you see the lineup and what it's going to look like tonight. And you pretty much see that the writing's on the wall. I mean, with where this team is, where their teams are heads at. They're ready to go golfing. You know, they're ready to end this season and get on the golf tee uh, next week pretty much right now. Hoshi is out. Anthony Manth is out. Nick Dowd is out. Uh, Alex Ovechkin is not playing with the upper body injury. He's going to miss his second straight game. You know, you would think he'd want to get in there to keep the uh, chase for Wayne Gretzky going, but uh, I don't think he even cares anymore. Like, this season's been a taxing one with everything he's gone through personally, and, um, you know, I think he's ready to call it a year. I think this whole team is ready to call it a season right now, and their performance level lately indicates that. So I'm going right back to what I did the other night. We're going to go Islanders first period puck line. We're going to go Islanders in regulation, split with minus one, and both of them are plus 100 at pinnacle. So I'll do a little split there. Regulation plus 100, minus one puck line plus 100 on the Islanders. All three of those, I like them. I mean, this Washington team stick a fork in them as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Capitals. Yeah, get the fresh fries and the mumbo sauce out because the Capitals are cooked, basically. And I, I'm right there with you on that puck line. I like the first period puck line, but I like the full game puck line. Uh, I'm going one and a half. I got plus 165. Uh, that, that's a, a bigger number. Like I said, obviously, if you're playing it safe with the regulation, one split, that's a, that's a solid deal, especially if you can get even money for both prices. But I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more with a risk uh, here because I just don't think, like I said, watching, I don't see them bringing any energy out in these next couple of games, honestly. And uh, like I said, Islanders have everything to play for. Uh, if this is a mid-season game, I certainly would just be looking at Islanders in regulation, probably claw and you know, find a way to either get out of here with a 3-2 winner or maybe even go to OT. But uh, with where the Isles are right now, where the Caps are right now, this is a much larger. I was actually shocked that this wasn't uh, a larger number once they announced Ovechkin and Oshie out. 
you know, that, that move, I thought it was going to actually move toward, you know, closer to $2, to be honest. So uh, definitely going with the puck line here on the Isles. Yeah, definitely. So we're all uh, uh, aboard on the Islanders tonight here uh, pretty much uh, in this game and uh, should be able to get the two points they need to, uh, you know, get closer uh, to clinching that wild card spot uh, in the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, as far as goaltending, uh, Sorokin uh, for the uh, New York Islanders uh, is going to be a net and uh, Darcy Kemper for uh, Washington. And Darcy Kemper's had a tough season, tough stretch lately as well for him personally. I mean, he's just not been great. But again, the whole team is kind of deflated here down the stretch uh, with their effort. I like Darcy Kemper over saves, by the way, tonight as well. I know we don't think of the Islanders as a high-scoring team. And that's why I'm concerned about the team total. And I didn't bet the team total over 3.5 for the Islanders. Because I could see 3-1. Totally could see this be 3-1 Islanders where, you know, they get the lead, they park the bus, and they just, you know, ease their way home to victory. Uh, in this game and not pile up the goals. So I, I prefer the Darcy, Kem- Darcy Kemper saves prop. I know the Islanders aren't always a high-volume shooting team with shots on goal, but the Capitals are giving up a shit ton of shots lately. They gave up, what, 40 to Florida uh, the other night. So if you had Lindgren saves the other night, it cashed uh, over saves. I, I like uh, Kemper over saves tonight. And, you know, we like to throw around the word Ali a lot with uh, talking about goalies. Ilya Sorokin, in 69 career games played, he now has 16 shutouts. I think that might qualify as uh, pretty good, if not elite. Yeah, yeah. And he's really turned it up lately uh, as well for the New York Islanders. I find the last few games he's really played well uh, for this team. All right, next up, we've got the Buffalo Sabres and the New York Rangers. Rangers minus 220, home favorites, six and a half the uh, total. Uh, in this game, the uh, Buffalo Sabres with their, what, 2% chance of making the playoffs <laughs> at this point. Uh, they are still mathematically alive. But again, the worst thing happened for them, despite the win against Carolina on Saturday, is that everybody that they needed to catch pretty much also won. Pittsburgh, New York Islanders, Florida, uh, they all won on Saturday, which does Buffalo no damn good. Uh, so unfortunately, they're right back uh, where they started in a almost impossible situation to make the playoffs now but i gotta give them credit though they 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 know the odds are stacked against them but they played a hell of a game against a very good carolina team uh, on saturday so this is not a team that's mailing things in uh, down the stretch certainly devin levi is not mailing it in he's continues to play well he's back in net tonight uh, for the sabers at madison square garden against the rangers a team that he he beat in his nhl debut uh, not long ago in buffalo uh, we were really loving that spot. Remember that night? It was a Friday night game. The Rangers played the night before against New Jersey. It was just the perfect situation and recipe for Buffalo there, and they took advantage of it. It's a little different now because the Rangers suddenly find themselves in a spot where it's open again for them in terms of home ice against New Jersey uh, in the uh, first round. They're not out of that race yet, not by any stretch of the imagination. They're only two points back of the New Jersey Devils uh, for second in the division. Now, the Devils do have the regulation and overtime wins uh, tiebreaker in their favor, 48 compared to 43. So if the Devils and the Rangers are tied at the end of the regular season, the Devils are going to get home ice. So the Rangers are going to have to finish one point ahead of New Jersey. But it's still doable because they both have two games left. And and if you look at the uh, Devils, uh, the Devils are going to be playing Buffalo tomorrow night in New Jersey. You know, the game they probably should win, especially with Buffalo on the back-to-back. But never say never, especially the effort that the Sabres seem to keep delivering nightly. So the Rangers still have something to play for here because they're not totally out uh, of the possibility of be- having home ice 
uh, in that first round against uh, New Jersey. So this, to me, I think both teams are bringing it. You know where that has me pointing toward? The draw. I think the draw's uh, got a shot here tonight with the uh, Sabres and the Rangers. Uh, I'm going to look toward that here uh, in this game. Sabres, Rangers, draw. And again, you can get that plus 366 at uh, Pinnacle. But I know for a fact, if I open up my uh, trust trusty account, which has become my draw uh, account, my draw sports book of choice lately, FanDuel, you're probably going to get a better price there uh, on the uh, Sabres and Rangers draw. And yeah, at FanDuel, it's plus 400. Wow. Plus 400 at FanDuel. Wow. That's really good. Yeah, that's that. I'm definitely betting that price at FanDuel. Yeah. At that number, plus 400, yeah. no question about it. And we just saw the Sabres uh, obviously play a game that nearly went to overtime against a, a very good Carolina team and uh, certainly have played their share of overtime games. I think uh, Buffalo and Rangers went to overtime in Buffalo, uh, of course, in that Friday night game in Levi's debut. So I like the draw here. I do kind of lean to the goals here and the over, but um, always a little you know, pumping the brakes on it for me personally with Levi and net, but I still think we could see some goals here tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Alex Sabres Rangers? Yeah. Plus 400 is definitely worth taking a stab at the draw here. Uh, I would play that really, really small though. Cause I like I said, I think the Rangers could come out uh, a little bit hot and, and with Buffalo, like I said, 2% chance that they're pretty much toast. And the thing is they're giving Levi, you know, all that he can handle. They're just letting him work things out. Uh, you know, we saw him, you know, give up some goals in that game against Detroit. He's, you know, he, like I say, he's not uh, going to be the brick wall just yet, like we saw from him at Northeastern, right? It's going to take time. They're letting him develop. And I, and I think they're doing this the right way. Uh, so, you know, that, that being said, he could easily get lit up and, and still have a decent performance. They're not necessarily looking for him to just, you know, shut down, especially a Rangers team that's got something to play for. And, you know, it, it's crazy with that Metro division because obviously, like I said, Rangers could get home ice with the devils, but then if the devils jump up and they grab that spot when the division in Carolina gets knocked down, are we talking about the Carolina going from first to now having to open on the road against the Rangers? One of the arenas where they've always struggled in Madison square garden. That makes things really interesting. If, uh, if you're looking at futures involving those three teams in that Metro quadrant. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a point uh, that's worth mentioning uh, that could uh, end up being a, massive uh, factor in, in what goes on yeah you know what i'm, I'm gonna add the over i i'm not i'm i'm off the fence uh i'm you know shit or get off the pot you know that's the old term that's what i'm gonna do here i, I like over six now keep in mind levi now is facing a team for the second time okay for the for the first time in his nhl career now he's gonna have to face the rangers a second time so now there's a little bit more of a awareness now if you're the rangers you know uh, where to maybe find some vulnerabilities in levi's game uh, in order of beating because again they just had no uh answer essentially for uh, levi the first he was excellent in that game but now he's got to go on the road and the rangers are getting a second look at him you know it's like the baseball handicapping theory i use when a hitter faces a pitcher for the second time the second start you know for a pitcher against a certain lineup the hitters have more information yep. you know to maybe have a better approach here with the rangers forwards i expect very much the same a little bit more information about devin levi because they faced him in buffalo uh, not too recently. So, uh, so you know, and it, to me, it's a situation where the Rangers should have a better idea of where to attack him here tonight uh, and maybe make some hay. And keep in mind, too, if you look at uh, Devin Levi here uh, as well and the uh, recent games he's played, you know, it was a 4-3 game. It still went over the total uh, against Carolina on Saturday. Uh, the game before that against Detroit was a wild 7-6 affair that flew over the total. So two straight starts for uh, Devin Levi 
here with the Buffalo Sabres have gone over the total. So uh, I'm going to go with that over six and a half as well, plus that small shot on the draw uh, at plus 400. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the first half uh, of this Monday card. 192 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. And shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We'll be back with the remaining five games on this Monday NHL slate right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and it is time now for the second half of this card. We'll go to Big D. Or not Big D, it's Detroit Motor City. Big D's Dallas, the, the opponent for the, the Detroit Red Wings tonight. Dallas minus 180, uh, road favorite, six the uh, total uh, here in this one. The uh, Red Wings uh, basically taken apart by the Pittsburgh Penguins Saturday afternoon in that uh, ABC nationally televised game, six to one, uh, for five to one, I should say, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins Saturday afternoon. And uh, uh, great performance by the Penguins, you know, as they try to hang uh, on to uh, chances to make the playoffs. And Detroit was victimized, obviously, by the uh, Penguins, who played a really solid road game that night. Uh, we'll see if uh, Dallas can do the same here. They're coming off a 2-1 to one win in a shootout against Vegas uh, on Saturday afternoon. Dallas uh, right now still very much uh, in a battle with Colorado for first in the Central uh, both teams even in remaining games. Colorado has three games left. So does Dallas. But Dallas is now two points behind Colorado. So uh, this ends up being a very, very imperative game for them to keep any uh, playoff aspirations alive for them uh, going into this one. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to take Dallas and I'm going to go with that. And Alex has mentioned it. We're a little bit more, you know, leery of these teams winning in overtime or a shootout as opposed to regulation. So I'm going to go Dallas minus one, minus 112 in this game uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. I mean, I, the way I saw it Saturday is a team that needed the two points and, and was bound and determined to get the two points. And a team that's better than Detroit got it with ease. And to me, yeah, to, this is where I, I start to wonder now with Detroit, you know, late in the season and they're getting close to the end. They see the uh, finish line. Uh, just a couple of days away, you know, do they still bring it, you know, that hard trying effort night in and night out for 60 minutes here against these teams that are battling for something. We didn't see it against Pittsburgh and I somehow have my doubts. We'll see it for 60 minutes from the Red Wings here tonight. So I'm on Dallas minus one, uh, minus 112. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Stars, Red Wings. 
I gotta go to the counter not so fast, my friend. I like the draw here in this one. And I think it's for the fact that, you know, like you mentioned with Detroit, that was a more desperate Pittsburgh team that they played. Dallas has not shown that kind of desperation. We've seen them hang close in games. Uh, case in point, was their game Saturday? I mean, that should have been. I expected overtime. We both liked the draw, but I thought that was going to be a way more back and forth, way more back and forth uh, of a battle there. Uh, going in the OT, and it was kind of just a, a low and slow game. Vegas kind of carried the pace there. So Detroit, last home game, uh, you know, wrapping things up. I think they could be a little feisty for one more game and, and hang on enough to force this game to into overtime. And then Dallas probably puts it away probably 10, 15 seconds in, into OT. But I think Detroit can hang around and get a point out of this one. So I took a shot here with the draw. You know what? I'm probably going to bet that, too, now that I look, that both of the last two meetings this year have gone to overtime for Dallas versus Detroit. So there you go. We've seen two consecutive head-to-head meetings go beyond regulation. Three of the last four. Three of the last four as well, plus 360 uh, at FanDuel uh, for Dallas-Detroit draw. So another good price. I'm going to do the the, uh, classic split here. Uh, Dallas minus one, minus 112, and draw. Uh, plus a uh, three, a uh, sixty. I think you got to look at the draw now that I see the, the the recent results. Three of the last four have gone to overtime or a shootout, and it is the final home game. Great point on Detroit. And sometimes I like that with the bad teams. You know that if there's one game they're going to show up for, it's this final home game, and then they go on the road tomorrow night. They're in Carolina, and then they're in Tampa Bay uh, to finish the season. Detroit. So those are the games where they may not show. So you might get that pushback from the uh, Red Wings tonight. So. Uh, we'll see if they give a good yeah, effort. You, you play in front of the home fans, and then you get to go to you know Raleigh this time of year and Tampa to wrap up the season. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably not thinking about anything except hockey, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> those are going to be dubious. Yeah, stay away from the Red Wings maybe in those two games, uh, Carol. Although Tampa Bay can never say that about an opponent of Tampa Bay right now because Tampa Bay is kind of going through yeah. the motions. So uh, keep that in mind, but yeah, I'm going to go Dallas and draw Dallas minus one and draw plus 360. Alex likes the draw uh, on its own. All right, Minnesota, Chicago. Uh, we've got Minnesota minus 240 road favorites, five and a half the total, six in some spots. So make sure you shop around. No reason that if you like the over, you shouldn't get a five and a half. No reason that if you like the under, that you shouldn't get a six. All right, so make sure you shop around when it comes to the total in this game. I like the wild team total over three and a half again. Uh, that's what I'm going to look at. The same bet I cashed in with against St. Louis uh, on Saturday night. I'm going to go right back to that bet here tonight with the uh, Minnesota Wild. I'm not going to ask Chicago to score. I'm not going to ask Chicago to uh, do much of anything because you're seeing sur- sure signs of this team you know, losing out here down the stretch, trying to tank the best they can. The Calgary game was the exception. But really, other than that, we've seen them basically losing out here. Uh, and in these uh, last few games, this has been domination in the series history by Minnesota. They've beaten Chicago eight straight times uh, entering tonight. Um, and again, the prices aren't great with the regulation or the puck line or anything like that. Maybe you could look at a first period puck line p- possibly here for Minnesota, especially with Chicago coming back off the West Coast. You know, you have to keep that in mind. They're off the Seattle game to finish their West Coast road trip. Now they're back home here against uh, Minnesota. That's never a great spot. And if you look at the uh, schedule, Chicago still does have one more home game coming up on Thursday night against Philadelphia. So this is not the final home game for the Blackhawks. So they don't have that, oh, final home game. Let's send out the fans with our best effort type of deal. That'll be Thursday night. Uh, Tonight, I'm not so sure. And like I say, Minnesota, uh, they got back on track. They beat St. Louis. And again, below average team, shaky defense, shaky goaltending, and they scored a five spot 
uh, in that victory against uh, St. Louis. So that's what I'm going to go to the well with here. The exact same thing I took Saturday night involving the Minnesota Wild, and that is their team total over three and a half minus 115 uh, at Pinnacle. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild Blackhawks. Yeah, the only Chicago team I want to see beat Minnesota team today is the White Sox against the Twins right now, which talks about four to one. But uh, definitely, you know, like I said, this is not the last stand for the Hawks. Keep that in mind. Hawks wrap up the season at home, well, the home finale rather, against Philadelphia, the team they beat to win in 2010. Jonathan Taves back on the ice. There may be some sentimental, you know, that might be a game to just kind of circle potentially. But for this game tonight, yeah, it's going to be Minnesota. And the thing I'm looking at here is the first period over. I know you're saying, wow, you're taking a shot at this again with the Minnesota Wild. Yes, and it's mostly because of just fading the Hawks. I don't see the Hawks getting off to a hot start. We, we know how bad they've been in first periods all year long. Minnesota finally getting that offense rolling. Except no Arisonek and, and Kaprizov back in the lab means you got a little less defense, a little more offense, and a little more tempo. They'll go with the first period over one and a half minus a dollar I'm just seeing, though, now it's looking like uh, at this point in time, oh, wow, we've got some news here with Minnesota. We know Erickson Eck, obviously injury, but yeah. Dumba's out tonight, Brodine's out tonight, Kaprizov's out tonight for uh, Minnesota. Oh. So we've got so we got some rest. Ah, that's, oh, that shit. might be one of those pull back the reins now. Yeah. Really with this. That's And they play Winnipeg, by the way, tomorrow night, uh, the uh, Minnesota Wild at home uh, at XL Energy Center. So – I don't know. I thought for sure this team, you know, with, you know, even though it is a back-to-back and Dean Everson wants to get, you know, guys some rest at this time of year, you know, I still thought with them just two points behind Dallas for home ice advantage, you know, in the first round that it's, we will go all out here in these final few games. So that, interesting. I think this is a, I think this is a bad move. I think it's a bad move. I think you need to get home ice uh, with the series. So I, I'm not liking that one bit for, uh, if you like the wild, uh, moving forward, that's not a good sign, in my opinion. And uh, I, it makes sense. Okay, resting. You play I your get best resting guys against the teams you should beat. Yeah, as far exactly. as exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I get resting them if if you can't clinch anything in in game 82 or even tomorrow night. Let's say let's say you win, but you know Dallas gets the win as well, and all right, you, you're not going to really make up any ground. Then, then rest them the second night of back to back. Then, yeah, uh, resting the guys tonight, even though it's against the Hawks team that they should be able to beat half staffed. That's I don't know. That's, that's a little bit cautious. It seems like they might be just kind of settling for, hey, let's rest and get into the playoffs. We don't care where we start. Nah, that could be troublesome. Yeah, I wouldn't want to start on the road, knowing their road their road track record in the playoffs hasn't been good over the years. Now, no. what is it going to be no. different all of a sudden this year? Maybe, but yeah. So all of a sudden, it's a makeshift uh, lineup here. Uh, looks like we've got Ryan Hartman, Marco Rossi. There's a prop that might be worth a look tonight. He's in the lineup, and he's the second-line center with Ryan Hartman. And, oh, look, our old friend Nick Patin. I love saying that name in French. Uh, Nick Nicholas Patin. Nick Patin uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, he is uh, the second-line left wing tonight for them. And then the top line is Marcus Johansson, Freddie Goudreau, and Matt Boldy uh, for Minnesota tonight. So Boldy props. Uh, Goudreau's on the top line. And, it, look, uh, Johansson's been feeling it lately. But Rossi's the big value in my opinion, because he's entering the lineup. He's in the second-line hole, uh, second-line center spot tonight uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, definitely I think there are actually some good props that are now value-laden with all these guys out for the uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. And as far as the goaltending for uh, this game, it is going to be Philip Gustafson for uh, Minnesota and Alex Stalock uh, for Chicago. So that's your uh, goaltending matchup. So you know what? At, at, upon further review, the ruling on the, the Ice Guys show stands. 
I am going to still bet Minnesota team total over three and a half. Just maybe keep it a little lighter. It's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Yeah. Uh, with, yeah. With this, I, this would, yeah, this would be a downgraded sizing unit, but yeah, still, still for first period over makes sense. There we go. That's exactly how I'm going to approach it here. All right. We've got Nashville and Calgary. This is a loser is done. Loser is absolutely out. As far as I'm concerned in this game tonight, Nashville and Calgary, I think they're already in trouble. Both of these teams trying to make the playoffs and track down Winnipeg, but whoever loses this game, I think is definitely finished uh, as far as the playoff hopes go. We've got Calgary minus 215, uh, home favorites. Uh, six was the total, and there are still some sixes uh, for this game, but we're starting to see five and a halfs now as well uh, start to show up as far as the total is concerned uh, here in this game. Look, Alex, I'm pressing my luck here with, with, with unders involving Nashville. You know, they played that playoff style, tight checking, great defensive play, great goaltending from Soros and Hellebuck against Winnipeg, and it was a 2-0 Jets win. I think you're going to get a similar type of game tonight. So I'm actually going to bet another under, and I took it earlier, under 6 minus 120. Uh, there are a couple books still at 6, some at 5.5 now, but I still like the under here. Uh, this definitely looks like that tight checking, lower scoring game. Huge, huge two points on the line. You might as well say the loser, their season is over uh, here. Whoever loses this game tonight with the uh, Predators and the Flames. So uh, the under, I think, is a good look as far as the total goes. And it's a Calgary game. And it's Nashville, who don't separate from anybody. So you know we have to sprinkle a little on the draw uh, here as well uh, with the uh, Predators and the uh, Flames. Plus 358 at Pinnacle. Probably can find better than that at FanDuel. I'm just looking to see what the uh, price is there. Yeah, it's plus 360 uh, at FanDuel for the draw. So uh, I like the draw. I like the under. Uh, same two bets I uh, placed with the Nashville-Winnipeg game Saturday night. We didn't get the draw there, but I'm coming back to the draw here and, uh, again, the under uh, as well. Alex, Predators, Flames. Yeah, right there with the draw. I mean, that's pretty much like an automatic reflex to bet this game draw. These two teams need points. They're fighting for each other. You know, each other's fighting for the same spot. And the thing that's interesting about this is, as I said earlier, this game is like that Spider-Man meme with the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. But instead of it being an alley, it should be on a golf course. Because I think both these teams are missing the playoffs. Uh, both their seasons are toast. And, and at this point, the one thing I do like about with Calgary, we've seen you know the increase of scoring early. This is a great first period over candidate. So if you do like the under, I mean, you could grab an under at six now, but I think we see this first period overcome in. I played it one and a half over minus a dollar ten, and then you come back and hit that under. I think that's what we'll start. It also kind of lends itself to both teams to score first period. And I would be even more inclined with a one-one game going into the second period to bet that live under, see things slow down. Uh, almost, you know, the same way we talk about third period slowing down for these games. That it's, this could be the second period with about fifteen, you know, five minutes left. The second we see everything come to a snail's pace. Uh, no team is willing to give up any kind of ground, so it's going to be a close all the way through. The draws the, the the better of the plays, but I also did take that first period over. Stuff indeed. There, uh, like in the uh, first period over and the draw. I'm on the draw in the full game. Uh, under six and then for props i like a bunch of calgary flames shots on goal props because that's just what they do the puck's not always going to go in and very often it's not going to go in but what we do know is they fire that rubber they fire that rubber and they fire it from everywhere and it usually ends up right in the dead center of the chest of the goaltender 99 percent of the time uh, that is what the calgary flames do and look that's what they did against vancouver you know they lost the game but they pelted uh demko with a ton of shots in that game. And if you bet Demko over saves, 
uh, he ended up uh, he ended up cashing. So I'm going with UC Soros over saves prop tonight, hundred uh, percent. Because and that's and another thing I want to point out too. Soros was in net against Winnipeg. He had 36 saves on 38 shots. Again, Winnipeg carried the play in that game against Nashville. 38 shots, 36 saves for Soros. I think it's a similar game flow tonight. Calgary carries the play. Calgary's at home. Calgary's desperate too, and they just outshoot Nashville. They get to the high 30s, maybe even 40, like they normally do, and we get the oversaves for Soros. So I like the oversaves for UC Soros again tonight. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm playing devil's advocate for both sides of this regarding the saves prop. This is essentially a, an elimination game, right? Yeah. If either goalie, and especially we're talking about, if you look at the Calgary side, it's Markstrom's confirmed, correct? Yep. Markstrom yeah. and Soros, yep. yep. So you, we know Markstrom struggles in the first period. If you see these guys get lit up with two goals in the first five, six shots, you got to imagine both the teams would be having a quick hook Putting They're their backup in. Lankinen, though, on the Nashville side. If, 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 yeah. But I'm just saying, either way, if, if your starter is not looking sharp enough and you need to change momentum quickly, you know what I'm saying? We see it happen in the playoffs all the time. So I, I'm just saying, I would I would personally be a little cautious of that. That Even with Lankinen, yes, that is a big drop off from Soros. But if Soros gives up two goals right away or, or you know, on, on four or five shots or or just, just looks out of sorts, that could be a little dicey. So I don't, I don't know. And that's, it's just, a, it's a theory I have. Like I said, I haven't put this to practice yet because we just really been talking about these goalie saves props, but I, I know, I know for Calgary, I wouldn't dare touch it on this end because that, that makes more sense for Calgary. Am I right? Markstrom has one of his signature first period melt meltdowns. And Sutter he might be out of there halfway before. through. Yeah. Put yeah. in if uh, mm-hmm. first period for so, Markstrom. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just something to keep in mind when you're talking about these desperation spots of, you know, if it's all hands on deck right off the, off the jump, then that means anything's possible. So. Yeah, I, I definitely it's 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 an interesting theory though. I think the only way this happens is if like it's two nothing or three nothing Calgary in the first ten minutes. If they can get through the first ten minutes, and even if it's one nothing Calgary or scoreless, obviously we're in good shape. And Saros is probably going to get through most of the game. It would have to be Calgary just lighting it up early and often in tonight's game for I think that to happen. So, and we're trusting Calgary to do that with their shoot it into the crest of the goaltender ways. Uh, that's that's my thinking. Oh uh, yeah, right. That's yeah. true. That's true. And and you know, and 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 in saying this theory out loud, it's probably something to look at too with these last few games when we're talking about uh, with player props too. Because if you have a coach who tends to you know get the blender out for those lines, maybe you could take a shot on a third or fourth line guy. You wouldn't be looking at as a, necessarily a typical bargain mid price, but if you think he's a guy like let's say like a Stephen Nason. You know, he plays, what, third line, you know, four, but he's also at the power play lines. Maybe if Carolina wanted to shake something up, you see him automatically go to the top line in the middle of the game. Would that be something to kind of contemplate as well? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, as far as uh, uh, props go, no question. Uh, keep an eye on this uh, for sure uh, tonight uh, in this game. Uh, but that's that's going to be the critical element. You're right. I think the quick hook is there. It's on the, on the Calgary side, it certainly is, because Sutter's done this before. It's an early first-period hook, and Vladar's in. I think Hines is a little bit more leeway for Soros in comparison. Uh, and to me, he, Soros is going to be the guy in every big game here down the stretch, and he has been the guy in every uh, big game down the stretch. It's going to have to take something astronomical, I think, for him to get right. out uh, tonight. And I'm hoping for that anyway, that uh, – uh, but I do fear that if it if, if it were to get to like three nothing Calgary in the first ten minutes, I could definitely see a goalie change being made 
uh, for Nashville. But that's that's a big if for a team that usually needs 40 shots just to get two or three. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for tonight with uh, Nashville and uh, Calgary. This is obviously one of the games I'll be watching the most tonight. It's obviously, I think, loser season is over. Send them to the golf course, whoever loses this game for sure. It, they might already both be out, as Alex said anyway, but certainly the loser tonight is done. Uh, no question. And I will say this about Nashville. I'll give them some credit. They've been besieged with injuries and absences. Oh, absolutely. Everybody that's yeah. out. And they fought the good fight. And here they are, final week of the regular season. They're still alive with meaningful hockey. You know, uh, I gotta give I've even got to give Heinz credit. And I I don't think he's a great coach, but he somehow instilled this team to keep playing hard and you know, try and, and somehow kept them together, believing and making this late push for the playoffs that's probably gonna fall short. But they made the push with everybody that's out, Forsberg and Joe Hansen and Yossi hasn't played in a while. And there's more, yeah. m- much more than that. Uh, and uh, so you got to give Nashville credit for hanging in there as long as they have. That is a good point. And even didn't you know, two of the players now that they've traded get hurt? We saw, we know Janot is out for, in Tampa. But I feel like somebody else they moved got hurt as well. So, yeah, so that's, uh, that's talking about the injury bug really biting a, a franchise, even when you got guys leaving leaving the team in the season still getting hurt. That's, uh, so it is it is unfortunate. A lot of unfortunate events did happen for Nashville to be in this situation. But, uh, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, they just didn't play a lot of great consistent hockey on top of it. So that's, that's why they're fighting for the lives right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a pathetic effort. Pathetic in the shootout by Huberto the other night for Calgary against Vancouver. That was uh, it was just such a feeble attempt on goal. Uh, it, it was. But, hey, that's a season in a nutshell uh, right there. But, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the three of their best forwards. Maybe their three best forwards. Duchesne, Johansson, and uh, Forsberg out. And their best defenseman, Roman Yossi, out. And here they are still in the mix for the playoffs. Uh, Nashville, uh, definitely give them credit for that. All right, Seattle, Arizona. We've got Seattle minus 230, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. So we had Arizona against Anaheim uh, Saturday. Uh, I think Alex liked the first period over at cashed. I like the full game over at cashed. I kind of think both of those are a pretty good look tonight uh, here with the uh, Kraken and the Coyotes. Uh, I like the over six and a half for sure. I'm coming right back to that uh, here tonight in this game. Arizona's just stopped defending anybody. I mean, that's become clear as day. They're just rolling the puck out and saying, let's have some fun. You know, that's what Andre Tourney's Coyotes group has been doing lately. I mean, you look at these recent results, uh, five straight overs for them, Colorado 4-3, Dallas 5-2, San Jose 7-2, 8-1 beat down by Seattle. Uh, And the other game, I think it was 5-2, Seattle went over the total. Uh, Anaheim, Arizona went over the total Saturday. I mean, it's been an over streak now for the Arizona Coyotes. They're scoring and they're giving up goals. And for Seattle, I don't think you're going to see defensive intensity to the extreme. Yes, they could, and I and I quote and I stress this, could still move up to snatch third in the Pacific Division from the LA Kings because they do have a game in hand and they're only two points behind. Um, but is that significant to them? You know, because they still wouldn't have home ice in the uh, first round, Seattle, uh, even if they move up to third in the Pacific. So I don't know if there's going to be full-on intensity or you know a defensive focus tonight necessarily. Grubauer is in net. We know obviously he's going to be their goalie in the playoffs, and he's better than Martin Jones right now. Uh, but I think Arizona at home here could still find the uh, back of the net for Arizona. They have one more game after this. It's also a home game against uh, Vancouver. Our guy that's joining us on the show Saturday, I'm going to give him hell if he's not at that game Thursday. Eddie Lack uh, Thursday. That's his where he's living right now, and he's gone to a bunch of games at Mullet Arena this year uh, in Arizona against the team he played for. 
uh, in the final game of the season, the Vancouver Canucks. That's the Eddie Lackpole right there. He'd better be there for that game or he's going to hear it uh, from me coming up uh, later this week on Saturday. Why the hell weren't you at that game? It's the Eddie Lack special right there. But uh, nevertheless, this game, I like the over. I think you're going to see goals. I'm sure Seattle will have a bunch of them uh, offensively here against this Arizona. I was not enamored with Prosvetov and his game uh, against uh, Anaheim on Saturday. He's back in net tonight uh, for the uh, Coyotes. So I like goals both ways, over six and a half. Alex, uh, Kraken, Coyotes. Yeah, I'm first period over, full game over, but I'm, I'm looking for in-game prices. So I want uh, that one and a half knocked down a little bit and uh, try to get five and a half. But like you said, yeah, Arizona, if we talk about teams that are you know, checked out, you, you think it's easy for this Arizona team to be, you know, focused on hockey as bad as they've been playing and they're out there in Tempe, Arizona, hanging on the uh, Arizona State University campus. It's probably the easiest place to, uh, you know, get distracted. So that being said, Seattle, like I said, they do have a shot to try to catch LA. I don't know if that happens. And truth be told, they probably don't want that to happen because now you hear you go from maybe, you know, you open on the road and you're a wild card team. Now all of a sudden you got to play this Edmonton Oilers team. You might be biting off a little too much uh, there for your first playoff series. So, uh, Seattle might want to just stay where they're at, but I think they do end up probably getting the win here. And Arizona, like I said, that feistiness we've seen at Mald Arena, that was earlier in the year. I think they've kind of checked out defensively. So we should have enough time, but be quick with it. Go with the first period and full game overs and grab an end game. Yeah, exactly. It's actually the third meeting in the in about a week uh, between these two teams because they played each other twice uh, against uh, in Seattle uh, last week, and now here they are uh, in Arizona uh, this week uh, for this game. So again, and again with Arizona, like I say, they've just been over machines uh, lately. So I, I do like that here over uh, six and a half and the, uh, and the first period over is a good bet too, in my opinion, rich H saying Seattle uh, and over five and a half. Uh, you're right. That's, you know, they've been winning and they, yeah. and it's been going over five and a half. So the, the combo bet I think is uh, a consideration here uh, in this game for sure. Cracking and over five and a half. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just get that feeling Arizona is going to hang around tonight uh, just for some reason here, but this being the second to last home game. So uh, I don't mind Seattle and over five and a half, but I like the total on its own uh, more than that. The totals first period uh, and uh, full game over. All right. Final game of this uh, Monday card. Uh, we've got the, uh, here it is. Vancouver Canucks, LA Kings, uh, LA minus minus one ninety home favorites, uh, six and a half. The total uh, in this game, um, you know, the Kings a little swoon here. All of a sudden, here three straight losses for them uh, entering this uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. We'll see if they're able to uh, get off the schneid and bounce back. It kind of feels like they need to, you know, just to get a little, you know, groove going again uh, heading into the playoffs. Uh, but again, tough schedule, right, Alex? I mean, look at the teams they played: Colorado, uh, Edmonton. You know, they've had a real tough schedule too during this three game. Vegas, yeah. they've had a tough schedule. I mean, those are three heavyweights in the Western Conference. That's a team that won the Cup last year. That's Vegas, who's playing as well as anybody, and Edmonton, who's playing as well as anybody uh, right now. There's a good reason they lost three in a row uh, in those games. This is a step down. With all due respect to Vancouver and the spunky play from them lately, feisty, scrappy, competitive, much better from this team, obviously, under Rick Tockett. You know, this is a little still step down for the uh, Kings after playing the Golden Knights, the Oilers, and the Avalanche. So, I think this is one of those, maybe a sprinkle on the draw because Vancouver's just been able to keep things close, but also LA minus one, you know, I think is something I would look at here in this game. And I think I like LA minus one a little bit more. I think this has to be an opportunity here for the Kings. And plus, look, Canucks off the final home game, right? 
remember that final yep. game that was for them against Calgary. John Garrett situation, saying goodbye to the longtime player and analyst on television of the Vancouver Canucks. You know, a lot went into that game. Beating Calgary, a rival, hurting their playoff hopes yep. significantly, damaging their playoff hopes dearly. You know, I think that definitely meant something uh, to the Vancouver Canucks. And now this game going on the road, meaningless couple road finales for them at the end of a long season. I, I don't necessarily trust Vancouver's A game to show up tonight. So for me, I, I the draw a little bit, but I like the LA minus one look more than that. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Canucks Kings. Now, just stay with the first period puck line for me with the Kings. I got plus 125, laying a half a goal. They said Vancouver off of a, what was a big win. You know, like I said, the emotional farewell with John Garrett, beating a rival team, uh, you know, wrapping up in a shootout fashion and, and having that fanfare. And now you go on the road to play a pissed off L.A. team and you start in Colin Delia. There's no way I'm looking at yep. anything Vancouver right here. So it's L.A., but I want them first first period puck line. Don't even want to trust them with the full game. And, you know, it's got to be kind of sticking in their head a little bit the way if they've lost these last three games, because if they're going to get to the uh, Stanley Cup final, chances are they probably would have to go in that order of beating Edmonton, Vegas and potentially Colorado. And uh, to not handle those three, you know, as well as you possibly should have, that's uh, a bit tough, you know, for, the, for that team. So I'm sure they want to kind of, you know, get the taste out of their mouths, get to a good start early against a team they know they can dominate and uh, do just that. So I'll take a shot with L.A. on uh, the first period puck line. All right, there you go. I, that's that's a good look. I think the situational look, it's really good. You've got a team that I don't think uh, pussyfoots their way into this game, the L.A. Kings. Uh, they get in there early. Uh, after three straight losses, maybe jump on this Canucks team. And again, first period minus a half, plus 145. I like the minus one, which is minus 138 at uh, Pinnacle, uh, the full game. Uh, I, I'm probably not as crazy about the draw. I for totally forgot about the fact we might see Delia uh, in net for Vancouver tonight, and we are. I thought maybe Demko again, but no, it's calling Delia tonight for uh, uh, Vancouver. Uh, you're right, Delia, breaking my heart. You're giving up all goals daily. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, Colin Delia giving up goals daily uh, for the uh, Vancouver and Chicago before that. So, uh, yeah, that team total is now calling my name, I think, now that I see that. Over three and a half minus 120 uh, for an L.A. Kings team total. I, I know their offense has been kind of dormant lately. Edmonton shut them down. Vegas, they didn't really get going. Um, Colorado, they lost the other night. But this is the night probably for the uh, Kempes of the world, the Kopitars of the world, Byfield, uh, uh, follow. Uh, to get going offensively here tonight. Arvidsson, uh, I think this is definitely the night you would expect them to all get back on track offensively. So, yeah, that Kings team total over three and a half, I think, holds some value uh, here as well. All right, great stuff. Uh, great Monday card. It's rare to have a 10-game card on a Monday, but uh, a good one coming up in the NHL tonight. Uh, hit the like button, everyone watching on YouTube. We appreciate it. Check out patreon.com slash guys. Just $10 a month, uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show, betting card, uh, bonus content, and more. Check it out, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, and it's getting warm out like all over North America right now, so it's probably a good time to get a new T-shirt, maybe get a new cap. Uh, it will still be cool in the evening, so you can grab a hoodie as well. You can get all that at the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, I think there will be some free shipping coming up uh, this weekend potentially, so I'll let you guys know about that as soon as I hear about it. 
Also, want to check out the NHL Bracket Challenge. We got the Ice Guys pool. Uh, the link is in the YouTube description. It is also tagged on our Twitter page at the underscore Ice Guys. Uh, sign up completely free. We're going to give away some prizes. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So just use uh, this, the sign up at the NHL.com's Bracket Challenge. Use that link. It'll take you straight to our page. And the password is Draw Season 23, D R A W S Z N 23. That's the password for that uh, free pool. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And by the way, Jonas Corposalo in net for the LA Kings. This will be his first start since getting pulled early in the game against Vegas, which uh, mm -hmm. just fell apart for him and the whole team. I don't even think you could blame him for a lot of the goals. It was just one of those nights that just didn't go LA's way. And let's keep in mind, Corposalo had given up two goals or less in every start with the LA Kings before that game against Vegas. So uh, he'll be looking to bounce back his first time getting back in between the pipes since that Vegas game, which went awry for not only him, but the entire team. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, we got best bets coming up to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. With the promo code ICEGUYS, that's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave, and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. It is time for best bets here to uh, wrap things up here on this Monday edition of the Ice Guys. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go to the uh, – it's the biggest showdown tonight, certainly. you got Nashville and Calgary fighting for their playoff lives. I think we're going to see a good, brisk pace back and forth between these two teams. We're going to just see them, uh, you know, probably slow down late in the contest, but I think we're going to see a lot of energy early. So give me the first period over one and a half, minus $1.10 with the Flames and Preds tonight. That's my best bet for Monday. All right, Nashville-Calgary, over one and a half in the first period. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, my best bet – uh, for this uh, card, um, we picked on them on Saturday night. We're going to pick on them again uh, here tonight for best bet. New York Islanders, uh, and we're going to go oh, – it's a tough decision. In regular, I'll just go in, in regulation here, plus 100 uh, against the uh, Washington Capitals. I think they get it done in 60 minutes uh, here tonight. Again, Washington, no Ovechkin, no Oshie. Not a 
a massive pulse we're seeing from this team here uh, down the stretch of a disappointing uh, season without making the playoffs for the first time for this franchise in nine years, uh, not making the playoffs for the Capitals. So uh, let's go Islanders here in regulation, plus 100 uh, against the Washington Capitals for my best bet uh, for this Monday card. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Ice Guys. We've got a huge Tuesday tomorrow, uh, a double dip on Tuesday, the Daily Show at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and, of course, our BetCast at 7 p.m. Eastern for a great Tuesday night card. So make sure you join us for that tomorrow night. DM me or email me to request the link for the BetCast, and we will send you the link for it before we begin uh, tomorrow night. So the BetCast will be a lot of fun. Our last regular season BetCast, so make sure you join us for that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, Download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll see you tomorrow for a massive Tuesday of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 